Welcome to the Best Kept Secrets podcast where we share our best kept secrets about life, love, God and everything in between. Hi guys, welcome to the season finale of season 2 of the Best Kept Secrets podcast. I am honestly just shook that we are already at the season finale of season 2. I feel like we just started season 2, but I am so happy and I'm so grateful that you're all here and that you've been with us through the entire season. So today I thought that it would be best, it wouldn't be right if I had guests on the season finale and we've not had a solo solo episode just me and you. just me and you listening to me talking to you me and you just connecting right so this is what today's episode is about and i will be answering your questions and your dilemmas um we asked you guys on our instagram which you're, if you're not following is best kept secrets pod on instagram to send in your questions and dilemmas and so we're answering them today so get get your notebooks get your pens i see all the comments of people saying that they watch with a notebook and a pen and i love that for you guys because even me i'm one of those babes as you can see so let's start so the first question we got i okay we got a bunch of questions but i narrowed them down to a couple some of them were repeated as well so the most frequently asked questions is what we will be tackling Um so the first one was how do I get in touch with my spiritual side and how um tips on growing my relationship with God as well as how do I keep it together especially being prayerful first of all let me start by answering that how do how how do I keep it together especially being prayerful I don't keep it together I think that's such a misconception. I think people people think that me and Moses, me and Abraham, me and Mary, mother of Jesus, we are we are not guys. Me honestly, it's just by God's grace. A lot of the times I am just like you. I am not perfect. I am not I'm not I'm, I'm not any of those things. Um so i don't keep it together and maybe i should actually do an episode about about that but um let me give you some tips about growing your relationship with god and being in touch with your spiritual side i think um one of the things that really helped me grow my relationship with god is treating it like an actual relationship you know what i mean um it's treating it how i would treat any of my friendships how i treat any of my romantic relationships meaning i prioritize it i make time for it i spend quality time with him by that i mean i put aside days where i know these are the days that i spend time with god so i watch sermons i pray i worship i praise i do all of these things right so whatever you put whatever you nurture it will grow right so if you nurture your friendships it'll grow if you nurture your relationship with your boyfriend with your girlfriend it will grow so if you want to to grow your relationship with god it's the same thing you just have to nurture it you have to prioritize it you have to spend time with him and getting to know him um so there's actually a, a verse in the bible that says that my sheep know know my voice 
And that means that the more time you spend with him, the more you get to know his voice and the more, you know, I like right now, if any of my friends or even my boyfriend was to call me with another number, I know his voice or I know their voices. So I'll be, I, I know it's them calling me, right? So that's, that's a big tip. I would highly recommend doing that. Having a routine also helps. I'm not so big on routines, but I know if you're a routine person, it does help. So number two, I would say community. Just being surrounded by like-minded people who are also prioritizing their relationships with God will also really help you nurture your own relationship with God. So having people that you can do Bible study with, having people you can go to church with, having people that you can pray with, you know, um, it, it really does help. Um, again, not me quoting more scripture, <laughs> but there's also another verse in the Bible that says that we confess our sins to each other. And um, it's actually a concept in, in the Bible. Like if you're struggling with things, if you confess it to your friends or your community and they help you pray about it, God actually honors those prayers. So community is another big key. And then I think the biggest thing would honestly just would be to to how do i say it 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 would be to just create intimacy intimacy with god i think that's so that's so important um and i think an encounter would is how i guess a lot of people start i definitely had an encounter with god and that's how i started not everyone has like this amazing encounter but just if you crave that that intimacy that that building that intimacy with god god as a father god as a friend god as you know your provider god as all of these things and by intimacy it's talking to him. It's reading his word. That's how you get to know him better. That's how you get to to hear him. And and we're even told that if 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 you seek him and you seek him with your entire heart, you will find him. So he's always available. He's always ready to to take you in. He's always available. He's always ready to to you know get that get to get to be intimate with you. You just have to seek him. You just have to try, and he's there. Um, so yeah, seek him and you'll find him. So number two, I hope those, those tips are helpful by the way. Um, also let me just say, I don't want to sit here and make it sound like it's easy because it's not. And you'll have a lot of times where you go back and forth and that's okay. Give yourself grace. Um, don't expect it to be perfect. Don't expect it to be an easy journey. Don't expect that you will always, that, that once you, once you build this relationship with God, now you'll be like Jesus. Don't like, in fact, <laughs> in fact, it's the complete opposite. It's very rough. It's very tough. Uh, but again, his, his, his grace is sufficient and you can do it. Um, number two, another question we got is, how does it feel to experience the love you deserve? Does imposter syndrome kick in? Because mine does. Um, this question was so interesting for me because this is something I've really struggled with. You know, when you're so used to things happening a certain way, and then when you finally get something good in your life, you feel like you're not worthy of it. You feel like you're not deserving of it. This is even outside of relationships, even jobs. You know what I mean? Because I think, you know, our, our minds, uh, uh, are used to, 
things happening a certain way. So I had to actually believe that I was worthy of this relationship that is good or this job that is good for me to actually settle into it. I remember the first few months of of the of of our relationship especially I really struggled. I was waiting for the ball to drop. I was waiting for it to just, you know, for for his true colors to come out or you know because that's the part those were the patterns that I was used to and I had to call myself out. My friends had to call me out and they were just like, you know what? You need to you need to settle. You need to settle into the love that you've been given because you are worthy and because you're deserving of it. So the imposter in your mind is lying to you. your patterns your cycles are lying to you you are worthy of that love you deserve that love after everything you have gone through you deserve that love so sit in it settle in it it's a blessing especially in this day and age to be in a healthy happy relationship so just when when those feelings uncomfortable thoughts and feelings come just push push through them push through them and also i would highly recommend therapy in fact me myself after when we are, we go on this uh, podcast break i am going back to therapy because i don't want to self sabotage i don't want to 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 not receive the things god has given me because i don't believe that i am worthy of them because i am 100% worthy of them so yeah that's what i would say about that um okay so question 3 someone asked us how do we stop worrying uh, worrying and being anxious about the future and especially about life after uni so i'm trying to to i try to think about myself after uni and i don't think i really worried much about how my life was going to go but i do i i have had instances where i have I overthink a lot or I'm worried, I'm anxious about okay, how's this going to go? How's that going to go? How am I going to be able to do this? How am I going to be able to do that? And the simple yet hard answer is surrender. You know, and I had to come to I a conclusion that my life is not my own. You know what I mean? Um with everything that I do, I am fully okay. let me not sound like again like I'm Jesus or Moses or Abraham but I try I try to surrender everything that I do to God and by that I mean that it helps me be less anxious when I know that my steps are being ordered by God and what that means is even if I make the wrong choices I know that he will redirect me so I don't live life being worried about Or what if i made what if this is the wrong decision i made if it's the wrong decision that's fine i'll learn what i need to learn from it and i know that he will redirect me to whatever he needs to redirect me from to from and to right um i know that is a lot easier than said a lot easier said than done but honestly that's just how this is how i live my life you know and this is in relation to everything that i do my career my business my my family my friends my my relationships everything that i do i surrender it to god and i'm just like tell me what to do right so that helps me be a lot less anxious be a lot less worried because you know what i keep saying i try to simplify it 
as much as my mind could understand it, which is, I do not know the future. I keep saying, I've actually said it in another, in another episode, I don't even know what I'm going to eat tomorrow, guys. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to wear tomorrow. I have no idea, right? Why not trust the person who knows all of these things, who has answers to all of these things. He knows what my life is going to look like 10 years, 20 years, 50 years from now. He knows my children. He knows what they look like. He knows their names. He knows all of these things, right? Why not trust him with it as opposed to, or as opposed to trying to do it out of my own strength, right? Me who can't even decide what I'm going to eat tonight for dinner. So that's just how I I try how I process the feelings of anxiety and being worried and trying to figure out the future. I don't know the future and it's fine that I don't know. I don't have to worry myself about that. But I trust that as as I move from season to season to season he is guiding me. So I think I would say focus on the season that you're in now and when you navigate that season of uni and then you're done with uni and now you've graduated you trust that he will navigate you into the next season which is now getting your first job and then your second job and then your third job as opposed to trying to figure it all of it right now and you've not even graduated so settle in the season that you're in now and then trust that he will help you navigate the seasons that are to come yeah so Number four, um, someone asked, I've been dating for two years and he hasn't said I love you yet. What does it mean? You know, when I read this question, I was just like, Who's, who will tell her? Because I don't know if I want it to be, I don't know if I want it to be me, sis. I don't know. I don't know, guys, in the comments, maybe you can give her a word of encouragement. I don't know. But for me, Personally, that's a red flag for me because two years and you haven't told me you love me. So what are we doing? You know what I mean? Like, does he speak about the future with you? Does he speak? What does he say? Because if he's not saying he doesn't, that he loves you, what else is he telling you? You know, I think I would even have a conversation with him and try to find out, like, am I, are we doing fun times? Is this fun times? Or are you, do you see a future with me? Or are you, are you here for a good time, not a long time? Or are you having a hard time expressing your feelings? You know, what is, what is happening? You know, I think it's important to have those conversations. And also, I'm just like, have you, have you asked him? What is he saying? Sit that man down and ask him questions. If there's one thing I don't shy away from is asking questions. I will ask you questions i want to know i want to know what are we doing you know why haven't you told me you love me do you not love me and if you don't then release me so i can go be with someone who will actually love me and treat me the way that i need to be treated so yeah please girls and boys write a comment and encourage our sister here because she's going through it um Someone else asked, how do I know I have childhood trauma? Yeah, how do I know I have childhood trauma? And the answer is that we all have childhood trauma. Sorry to break it to you. And I think we think that trauma is just big things. Trauma can also be small things, right? Um, and trauma is a lot of 
things that we have not processed. Trauma can be that one experience you had as a child. Trauma can be that one thing that was said to you as a child that you have internalized and that you have believed to be true about yourself. And it's not. So we all have trauma. And again, that's why I highly recommend therapy because when you do go to therapy, you do un un uncover these things that have been, you know, covered up and then you get to process them. So that's how you know. I think even you asking this question is kind of an indication that you kind of know that you do have some trauma. And yeah, so I will highly, 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 highly recommend talking to a professional about it. And yeah, maybe you can also do some internal self-reflection and see if there's anything that you can point out as 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 trauma and then process it um next question someone asked is it hard to follow god's voice when he tells you to do something and how do i know that the business venture that is always in my mind is god sent um that's a great question um i think it's great to ask for discernment because most times, not most times, sometimes we think that God has sent this thing or God has put this thing in your mind, but probably it's just like a desire you have. And I'm not saying that it's bad to have desires or interests or things that you want to do, uh, but it's a lot better when when God has placed this thing in you. So Pray for discernment. Ask God, is this something you actually want me to pursue? Is this a business venture that you actually want me to follow? Um, so that's number one. And then number two, how hard is it to follow through when he's asked you to do something? Um, and I'll give a personal example of myself. So in 2021 or 2020, around that time, not sure which year, um, Someone asked me, I went for a meeting somewhere and someone asked me, um, would I ever have a podcast? And I think podcast was starting to get popular at that time. And I was like, ain't no way, never ever would I have a podcast. Why would I want to do that? And she was like, I mean, if a lot of people are jumping on it, probably means that it's like, you know, it's a good thing. And I was just like, nope, not for me, never doing a podcast. Why would I want to do something that everyone is doing? And at that time, I had come back to YouTube, so I deleted all of my old videos, my vlogs and stuff, and now I was doing like interview-style videos, but it was not a podcast. It was just like videos on YouTube, right? So I'm doing everything to avoid doing this thing that God has told me to do, right? Like, I'll do interviews, but I'm not doing a podcast. Then now, as time went by, I kept clearly clearly just hearing about this podcast thing just do it just do it just do it and I felt so unworthy I felt so like me really you know I, I definitely had a Moses moment where I had a lot of excuses I had a lot but I can't do this but I'm scared of this but this and this like I came up with a lot let me tell you me I can come up with excuses if there's one thing I can do I can come up with excuses I can <laughs> We had a we had a very long back and forth, back and forth. I, I yeah, just many, right? So I have struggled with the the following through with what God has told me to do. And finally, I mean, it also really helps that my friends kept me accountable and just kept asking me, so when is this podcast coming? When is the podcast coming? And I think it took me maybe a year till I finally decided to do it. So 
I think it's just again you just have to trust him you just have to trust that he knows why he's asked you to do this thing um yeah just just trust just trust you know and now that i am doing it now in our second season it's making a lot of sense i'm like okay god i get it i get why you asked me to do this i totally get it and i'm glad that i heeded to the call and i am doing this so yeah that's what i would say about that and then next question we someone asked um how to how do i stop being codependent so from one recovering codependent to another codependent um again this is something that i've personally struggled with um i guess because i'm anxiously attached i definitely have codependent issues i it's just a lot it's a lot that yes i've processed through therapy but the real test of of the self work that i had done was actually being put in a relationship and now it's like okay so you've done all this work you show us show us what you've learned um but again it's just one holding myself accountable so every time i would feel like i'm being codependent i'd have to call myself out and actually lydia was telling me that she feels like i'm doing really well with prioritizing other things other than my relationship because with codependence what we do is that our our lives revolve around this relationship and and around this person so we're attached to this person and if they if like even not being in their presence or not talking to them makes us anxious right because we feel like we're being abandoned it 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 touches our abandonment wounds right so i prioritize time with my friends um i prioritize time with my family i prioritize time with myself right so i will you know i will do the solo trips i will spend time with myself i will spend time with my friends my family i will do other things that have nothing to do with this relationship and you know actually again i was with lydia a few days ago and she was like always oh, nani today i was like i don't know he's doing whatever he's doing and i'm doing whatever i'm doing and codependent me a couple of years ago would never you know would never I was so anxious i needed to know where my partner was what he was doing who is with you know and now I've, i've i've settled in myself and i am confident in myself and i'm confident even in him as well i trust him so yeah i think it's just one calling yourself out when you feel like you're you're being codependent and you're repeating your those codependent cycles and then two processing your ad- abandonment issues so that you realize that you're okay and enough as an individual and you don't have to be attached to someone else and then three i guess also sharing with your partner that you have codependency issues also helps um that it helps having someone to hold you accountable and call you out when you're being codependent because sometimes because it's so ingrained in us we just do it like a reflex right so and then for prioritizing other things that have nothing to do with this relationship so things to do with your friends your family your work your alone time your all of these things prioritize those as well so you find a healthy balance that's how you you balance and and you do better at it okay um Next question someone asked how do you deal with guilt um again this is a question i've actually tackled in the last season 
Um, and I do have a snippet of this on Instagram, but I've been learning more about it because I think I also really, really struggled with guilt until I learned that guilt and shame is actually a tactic from the enemy. He uses shame and guilt to pull you away from God, you know, because when you're feeling shame, you're feeling guilt, you feel like you feel unworthy. You feel like you you can't go into God's presence. You feel like you can't go pray. You can't go do all of these things because. But me, I'm such a bad person. Me, I'm such a sinner. Me, I'm all of these things, right? And I learned something from from someone and and actually Pastor Nimrod. And he said that um he who he who's who he who died for your sins cannot condemn you. Right? So it would be absolutely pointless for Jesus to have died for our sins and then for him to condemn us for being sinners. You know what I mean? Like that's doing zero work. He's, he died for you. He died for your salvation. So he cannot condemn you. If you ever feel any feelings of condemnation, they are not from God. God doesn't do that. God convicts us. And um, the Bible says that he disciplines those he loves. Right, So just as a parent would discipline their child, not because they hate their child, but because they love their child, God disciplines those who he loves. Right, So I, I really struggled with shame and guilt for a really, really long time. And now whenever I feel those feelings, I, I battle them with the word. I battle them with, I am not condemned in Christ. I... I got that I that that Jesus died for my sins, that guilt and shame are not from God, that I am worthy of being loved by God, that I am worthy of being in God's presence as I am, you know. And I think a very comforting thing that 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 I love about the Bible is that yani there are so many messed up people in the Bible. Moses killed someone. Moses was a murderer. Saul how many people did he kill? You know, he persecuted so many people. Abraham literally um, gave his wife to Sijuihu because like and, and told her to lie that that he's she's the sister. David slept with Bathsheba and killed a guy so he could have her. Yani, you know what I mean? I don't know if you guys get what I'm trying to say, but there are so many messed up people in the Bible. Did any of those people feel shame and guilt? No. In fact, they are called friends of God. They are called the 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 father of of faith, the the past like you know what I mean? That doesn't disqualify you. What I'm trying to say is that the sin, the mistakes you made, you make, do not disqualify you from being a child of God and for, from being loved by God. And again, I don't want us to use all of these things as an excuse to continue sinning and continue being and being okay in our sin, because I think that's 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 where we go wrong. Um, I think we shouldn't be complacent and we shouldn't be okay in our sin, but I do think that it's a continuous process. It's a journey. Being refined, being being all of these things is a journey. You just don't wake up and you're perfect. You just don't wake up and you're free of sin. You just, you know, it's 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 a continuous journey and there's a lot of mercy, there's a lot of grace, but let's not abuse that mercy and grace. That's something I'm personally trying to learn. But the short 
or very long answer of this question is that um, shame and guilt, they are not of God. Free yourself from them. You are worthy as you are. God says, come as you are. So go to him as you are. Yeah. I think we only have one more question left and then we'll be done. So someone asked, how do I find purpose? There's also a question about toxic workplaces, but I feel like that deserves a whole episode on its own. I've, I've gotten a couple of questions on that and, and we will, I feel like in season three, we will tackle that um, as well as an episode on purpose and an episode on many other things. But yeah, let me answer about this finding purpose as the last question. And I think purpose changes with season that's with seasons that's what i've learned um i don't think i don't think you okay in my experience i could be wrong in my experience i don't think you wake up one day and you're like yeah this is my purpose in life you know what i mean i think i think in seasons also come with new purpose you know so I think people look at purpose as this one big thing that you're meant to do on earth. But I think purpose can be small things that you do in seasons in, seasons out. Even being a mother is purposeful, right? Because this child, these children have been given to you and you are a steward over them. So maybe your purpose in that season is to be a great mother your pap or a great father. Maybe your purpose in that season is to be a steward over these children and raise them well and bring them up well. So that's purpose, you know. Maybe your purpose in this season is to bring up this business or to excel in your career, is to offer employment to people. Purpose changes with seasons, you know. And sometimes, you know, maybe your purpose in this season is to be a good wife or a good husband and and all of these things. So I think purpose, purpose isn't just one big thing, you know. Purpose is many small things and they change, they change with time. And but I think at the end of it all, I would say that purpose is not self-centered. You know, I feel like if I think purpose is meant to serve other people as well, not just you. And I think um, that's how I I decide to look to look at purpose. But I think we should definitely have a conversation about about this in in length. Um, yeah. So you guys, let me know if this is a conversation you want to have. Please also suggest other conversations you would like for us to have in season three. Um, but also, I just want to say thank you so much for just being here um, with us in this season and even the last season. I have really, really, really enjoyed this season and the conversations we've had. They've been so wholesome. I've also learned so much uh, because me, I don't know everything. Please, those people who think me, I am so wise. I, know, I don't know anything. Me, I'm learning. I'm learning just like you guys. So I've really, really, really enjoyed um, and I look forward to the next season and just continuing to build this community of secret keepers and sharing our best kept secrets with you guys and the guests that we have over. And yeah, so a big, big thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for the comments. Thank you for tuning in. I am so grateful to have shared and that you guys are learning. And yeah, 
Thank you. And I will see you guys in season three. I do not know when I will be back. So I will not make any promises. But definitely before the year ends, we'll be back with another season um, and many more exciting things to come. So yeah, thank you. I will see you or you'll hear me soon. Bye.